Silence. The sound of 2020. Filled with such sorrow and loss, but WWE kept our spirits up, putting on shows with zero fans, creating a thunderous experience for us to... We're doing this. We're going straight into the show because of the way we just ended night two of WrestleMania. There is a lot to talk about. We're done with the BS intros right now. There's a lot to talk about, a lot of emotions to express. We're going to do that right now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Angle Podcast, full review and results show for WrestleMania 37, night number two. I'm still trying to process what we just saw. It kind of played in the back of my mind for a little while that that's the end result we're going to get. Not the way it happened, but I definitely kind of thought that we were going to get Roman Reigns to retain his Universal Championship. But I'm going to get into that in a little while. I want to talk about the card overall. Right off the bat, don't at me. WrestleMania 37 night one kicked the holy hell out of WrestleMania 37 night number two. Without a shadow of a doubt, I can say that. There was more energy despite the weather delays, despite whatever. Night number one whooped the ass of night number two. The, the first night, we had higher energy. 
Uh, it was more like intense. There was more passion. It was just a, it felt like WrestleMania. Tonight, it looked like WrestleMania. There was pyro. There was everything. Something was off. The way we started the show, Randy Orton defeating the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Now, it was cool, the entrance that we got for the Fiend. Um, a lot of people expected him to make the walk down to the ring, which would have been a moment in WWE, a moment in WrestleMania history. Um, they had him come out of that little box with Alexa Bliss. I guess that's to save time. I'm not really sure why they did it that way. Um, but it was a cool thing seeing him, you know, all in the in the his outfit and then like the the bandages and stuff, and then he became the the original Fiend. Um, no explanation as to what the hell happened. Um, yeah, solid match. The Fiend came out like guns blazing. This was a different Fiend than we've ever seen before. He was uh, like really energetic, really charismatic in the ring. Like He was just bopping around. He looked like to be in great shape. Finally glad to have the Fiend back with Alexa Bliss at ringside. And then all of a sudden, Alexa Bliss is bleeding black stuff from her head. And then Randy Orton hits an RKO. By the way, before we jump into that, put a pin in that. The red lights are back. That was... A uh, no-no. I did not like that, especially for the opening match of WrestleMania Night 2. Um, that I did not like. But back to what I was saying. Alexa Bliss starts bleeding this black stuff. And Randy Orton hits an RKO on The Fiend and pins him 1-2-3. Very confused state. Did not know what the hell was going on. Did Alexa Bliss turn face? Did she turn heel? Did she do anything? I, I, I'm not sure what happened. They, and there was just no explanation, no nothing. And then all of a sudden the lights go out and everybody's gone. And that's how we start WrestleMania night number two. The fans are confused. I was confused as all hell. It was a very awkward moment, especially to start the show. Bad call, WWE. You should have had something way, way different. Now a lot of people are saying, let it sink in. Let it take time. Let the story build. Maybe we'll see something on Monday Night Raw. Well, guess what? That's all true. But for the opening bout of WrestleMania, that's not what you do. You put that match somewhere in the middle of the card, somewhere. I don't know where you put that match. That's not how you open the show. From that match on, the energy was very, very different than it was from night one. The The intensity of the crowd was not as strong. Um, it was a little awkward. You could even see in the main event at the beginning, it was just not as energetic as it was night one. And it was because of the way you started the show. It was the first impression the fans got. Um, Randy Orton versus The Fiend could have been a huge, huge moment tonight. They missed it um, with whatever reason. I'm not I'm not saying that, oh, they what they did was horrible and that's that. Like There could have been so many different directions they went to make it something more significant than what happened. Um, then again, I'm not, I'm not here complaining and, and, and moaning. I'm just saying, like, I personally didn't like it. I know a lot of fans didn't like it as well because they were very vocal. We were all talking about it on Twitter. Um, there are so many different ways to open the show. That's not how you do it, especially at WrestleMania. Um, so, yeah, the Randy, Randy Orton defeated The Fiend, not knowing what the hell comes next. Uh, the WWE... Women's Tag Team Championship match. Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler versus Tamina, Snuka, and Natalia. MVP, hands down of that match, Tamina, Snuka. She was getting a loud pop. She was Everybody was behind her. She looked like she was going to just, I don't know, she was going to get the job done. Um, 
Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defeating Natalia and Tamina. Another bad call by WWE. This was, if you're going to give these two women a moment, okay? If you're never going to put the women's championship on, on Natalia, if you're never going to put the women's championship on Tamina, well, guess what? You want to have a moment without those titles? Give them that moment that, that they, it was just, you could, it was in your hand. Could have given them the women's tag team titles. Had a beautiful WrestleMania moment, a beautiful moment in general in their careers. Tamina never holding a championship in her WWE career, 10 plus years, over a decade in WWE, not one championship. Natalia just needing something to, to, to signify her legacy. That was the moment to do it. Now, let me put it into into perspective as a smart wrestling fan here. Um, okay, so last night at WrestleMania, you have all the women's tag teams that you can put together in WWE. The legitimate ones and also teams like Billy Kay and Carmella that you put together just to have on the card. Get it. They all face each other. The best beat the best, beat the best, beat the best. We end up with Natalia and Tamina. They go on tonight to face the champions and they lose. So now that means there are no women's tag teams left. If the challengers, Tamina and Natalia, beat everybody else last night, meaning they're the best out of all the contenders, and the champions beat those guys, those girls tonight, there's no one left in the division. You just killed your whole division. What do what Nia and Shayna Baszler do now unless you bring up a team from NXT or you create a new team? Like, uh, I don't even know. You had a team like Charlotte and Asuka. Like, I don't even know what you do at this point. Uh, that was a pointless. That, that Again, a second. This, two matches to start. The, you had the first match, Randy Orton and, and The Fiend. The second match, the women's. Uh, tag team championships, two matches to have two huge moments, and you freaking miss them. How? I, this is WrestleMania. This is not some rinky-dink pay-per-view. This is not the first live show you've ever done. This is bad. This is bad creative, man. The WWE, I mean, needs to do something. Needs to do something because this is ridiculous. What is happening? We see it on Monday Night Raw. There's, there's stories happening that make no freaking sense. You have the Iconics broken up. Why not put them together and do something? You know what the pop the the pop they would get if they came back together? I'm just, I'm baffled. You have Bailey playing the part, one of the best women's champions of all time. Bailey, you have her playing the part of R-Truth. Not saying that R-Truth is any, any bad or anything, but... Normally he plays that 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 role where he pops up here and there and makes little cameos. Bailey was not on the card. Charlotte Flair was not on the card. Uh, first two matches, you had two huge moments that you could have made. Two huge WrestleMania moments. So you're about storytelling. You're about creating moments. Uh, WWE. Well, guess what? You failed in the first hour of WrestleMania Night Two. Um, not to go, I'm trying really hard to stay on track here and not go on a huge rant, but it's the truth. Um, you could have done some phenomenal things with Randy Orton and The Fiend. They were on track to do that, and then bam, RKO and Randy Orton wins. Doesn't make sense. The Fiend looks weak as hell now. There's nothing you can do with him. There's nothing. This guy got, The Fiend went through everything and then just lost from an RKO. Meanwhile, a couple weeks ago on Raw, he took an RKO and just stood up like nothing. So how did he get pinned in three seconds? It makes no sense to me whatsoever. They missed a big, big moment with that. The Women's Tag Team Championship match should have gone to Tamina 
and Natalia. They were setting them up for it. Tamina had the crowd wrapped around her wrist, wrapped around her finger the entire match. Should have had the moment there. Missed again. We go to the third match on the card. Kevin Owens defeating Sami Zayn. This was one of the best matches of the entire night. It was entertaining. It could have gone a little longer, if you're going to ask me. I feel like they it was kind of rushed. They did all their signature stuff all together, what they're known for. I did not like the clown Logan Paul involved in this match. There was no need for him to be anywhere near it. The biggest pop of the entire match was Logan Paul getting stunned back to Hollywood from Kevin Owens. Uh, really just doing some phenomenal work, Kevin Owens and uh, Sami Zayn, with what they were given. Um, great match. Michael Cole missing so many spots in this match, calling the wrong moves, yelling them. Like, There's a report that I actually I tweeted out today that there's going to be new uh, announced teams going forward post-WrestleMania. Corey Graves and Byron Saxon going over to Monday Night Raw. Uh, Tom Phillips leaving the commentary table, Samoa Joe leaving the commentary table. We know we don't know what's going to happen on Friday Night SmackDown, but what I can what I can tell you is that Michael Cole is still going to be there, which is a huge huge miss. This guy needs to go. Michael Cole is done. He he he. The main event of WrestleMania Night Number One, Bianca Belair pins Sasha Banks, and instead of creating the moment like anybody else would have, he starts yelling, "Sasha, Sasha kicked out. She kicked out." ruined it ruined that mo that that specific moment you're always gonna go rewatch that moment now and and oh actually no w can do what they're they do best and edit it out edit it's on peacock right tell them it's a it's a it's a a, a, a pg-13 moment and edit it out and maybe take his voice out or whatever i don't even know michael cole needs to go we need a new uh voice of wwe Tom Phillips does an excellent job, although they're trying to train him like the next Michael Cole because he does sound like him a little bit. Um, but there's just so many things, so many things that need to be changed right now in this product. I mean, this was the biggest show of the year. You had two nights to create magic. The first one, they knocked it out of the park. Despite the weather delay, despite having being held up and you know making the best of it, tonight... I feel like, honestly, they dropped the ball. There were so many opportunities for things. Kevin Owens has been saying for over a year he wants to jump off the ship, jump off the ship, do something phenomenal at WrestleMania. He stuns Logan Paul this year. Where's the moment? Half the WWE audience doesn't even know who the hell Logan Paul is. It's just... It's it's mind-boggling to me. All these guys and girls deserve these moments. WWE creative is booking them ridiculous <coughs> excuse me um not saying anything bad about the kevin owens Sami Zayn match i think it was a phenomenal match they just they should have gotten more time for that match um the first two matches just were they were let me be honest they were great matches all the matches were great matches it's just the way that you do the finish like who who writes the finish you know, like the first match, Randy Orton versus The Fiend, was going phenomenal. Fiend was doing some excellent work. Randy Orton obviously being having some great chemistry with The Fiend. It was the finish that threw us off. The Women's Tag Team Championship match. The match was great. One of the best women's tag matches we've seen in a long time in WWE. It was the finish that screwed it up. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. This was a phenomenal match. I, do, I personally didn't like the inclusion of Logan Paul, but whatever. The best match of the entire night goes to 
Sheamus and Riddle putting on a fantastic match for the United States Championship. We have a new United States Champion. A bro kick from a backflip off the middle rope from Riddle. Sheamus hit it. One, two, three. We have a new United States Champion. These two, we all knew they were going to have a phenomenal match. They've had some matches in the past on Monday Night Raw. Um, they have great chemistry together. They did justice uh, for this card. They brought the energy back up. Sheamus, once again, I think he's a three-time United States champion now. And I said it on a prediction show, and I've been saying it the whole week, really. Sheamus has had one of the best, strongest years than anybody else in WWE right now. Uh, coming back last year, having banger match after banger match after banger match. Every match, just laying it all out there, blood, sweat, and tears. Coming back with scars and scrapes and bruises all the time. Just putting on great matches with whoever he is out there with whether it's chad gable when he first came back or against riddle tonight winning the united states championship both guys doing a phenomenal job i love the segment backstage with rob van dam uh, uh, riddle and the great Kali. that was an awesome segment we knew somewhat some way we would see riddle and rvd together but adding the great Kali was just a phenomenal moment uh so yeah the new united states champion sheamus defeating riddle in the match, I believe, of the night. Now, the Intercontinental Championship, the Nigerian drum fight, was a fantastic match as well. All the matches honestly felt a little rushed tonight for some reason. Maybe I was enjoying it. Maybe I, I, I'm not sure. Um, Dabakato debuted once again and cost Big E the Intercontinental Championship. Some great spots in that match. Big E jumped through the middle rope, taking out uh, Apollo. The kendo sticks, all the stuff that happened, the stairs spot, um, really great stuff from Big E having uh, the entrance, his entrance done, done by Wale, by the way, horribly lip syncing. It was a great song. I love Wale, huge fan of his music. He just, I don't know what happened. Did they not have rehearsals? I'm not really sure. His mic was definitely off um, because he was singing. Or sent or talking into the mic, we heard him on the on the, on the camera that was close to his face. I heard his voice, and then there was music that was playing that maybe had been pre-recorded that he was just lip syncing to. But um, I love that entrance theme. I love Wale, Tampa Zone, uh, Big E having a huge entrance for WrestleMania. Unfortunately, losing this title. I said it on a pre-show. I did predict that Big E would lose the championship tonight. Apollo Crews becoming the new. Intercontinental Champion with Dabakato, if that is still his name in WWE. I'm not sure. This is going to be a weird dynamic for some reason. WWE is just, you know, Apollo Crews has been doing phenomenal on his own. He got here from his own ability, from where he is today, the Nigerian Nightmare, doing all this great stuff with Big E. He did it all on his own. Now you're going to put someone with him? Why, why, uh, why... Why even, like, if if something is working well, why touch it? I'm trying to figure it out. This is what WWE is. Oh, it, it works? Let's throw more at it. More at it. It's shiny? Let's make it shinier. And it ends up tarnishing it. Now, it's working for AJ Styles and almost. At first, that, that threw me off a little bit. But now that the Raw Tag Team Champions almost is over, way over with the crowd. Not just in height, but in the uh, perception of the WWE audience, WWE Universe. Dabakato, I'm not sure yet. It was, it was just unexpected. Now I can say that the New Day, all three members, Big E, 
Xavier Woods, and Kobe Kingston were all destroyed by new big men in WWE, almost making his debut at WrestleMania last night. Dabakato making his debut tonight, taking out Big E, almost taking out Xavier Woods and Kofi. Domination by the new big men in WWE. The big show went to AEW. Now we got to make all these new big stars. Unbelievable. Uh, the Intercontinental Championship, again, a great match. Ending was kind of confusing. It made sense for Apollo Crews to win. Not sure if that I would have put him with Davocado, but overall, great Intercontinental Championship match. The Raw Women's Championship. A lot of people had some negative comments online. They said it was slow. I was texting friends that were watching the same show that I was, um, and they said it was kind of slow. They were wearing, you know, just like dozing off. Uh, it was very predictable. Which it kind of was, because we all knew that Rhea Ripley was coming in for a reason. The Raw Women's Division needs desperate help, and they're not going to use Charlotte Flair for whatever reason. Uh, and they're not going to use Peyton Royce. And uh, Lacey Evans is away, you know, obviously pregnant, and they're just not going to book Asuka properly. So bring in Rhea Ripley. I hope to God that we don't see, and it's not a, a knock on her, I don't want to see Io Shirai on Raw this week or SmackDown this week. We, there's enough talent on the roster. We just need to build them. That That's what's missing here. We're just flooding the roster with talent that they're not going to be used. Utilize what you have. We have Rhea Ripley now. She's obviously skyrocketed to the top of the division. You know, she can't lose now. That's just, it is what it is. Uh, Rhea Ripley becoming the new Raw Women's Champion, hitting a riptide on Asuka. Um, decent match. Um... I think because people thought they knew Rhea was going to win, that it just it kind of spoiled it for them. Um, but regardless, like like I like I keep saying, and I'm not here complaining. I'm not you know I'm not moaning and, and groaning here. I'm talking about all the matches were great. It's just some of them, some of the finishes were a little a little a little off for WrestleMania. Um, this one I really enjoyed. Uh, if you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Joey Carney. This is the Angle Podcast, full review and results show for night two of WrestleMania. Uh, we started off the show with Randy Orton defeating The Fiend. Then we went to the Women's Tag Team Championship match. Nia Jax and Shane Baszler defeating, retaining against Natalya and Tamina Snuka. Kevin Owens defeating Sami Zayn with a stunner and then stunning Logan Paul all the way back to Hollywood, thank God. Uh, the United States Championship match, match of the entire evening. Sheamus defeating Riddle to become the new United States champion. We had the Intercontinental Championship match, the Nigerian drum fight. Apollo Crews with help of his new either tag team partner or associate, we don't know, Dabakato, if that is his still is that is still his real WWE name, defeated Big E to become the new Intercontinental Champion. The Raw Women's Championship match, we had Rhea Ripley make her second appearance at WrestleMania and become the new Raw Women's Champion, getting redemption from last year, losing her NXT Championship to Charlotte Flair, uh, which was another match that a lot of people did not expect the outcome to be like. This year, Rhea Ripley, like I said, getting redemption. She is the first ever NXT UK Women's Champion. She is a former NXT Women's Champion. She is now the Raw Women's Champion. This woman, this nightmare, this brutality, is taking over the world of professional wrestling. She is Rhea Ripley. She is the future of WWE. Now, the main event of the evening was a fantastic match. Um, this is going to go down. It was probably one of the best matches in the history of WrestleMania. Uh, 
because of the star the star power in this match, but also the spots that they had in this match. It was a Universal Championship match. Roman Reigns defending against Edge and Daniel Bryan. Edge winning the 2021 Men's Royal Rumble match, earning this shot. Daniel Bryan squeezing his way in, but in his position, anybody who was in that position would have done the exact same thing. So kudos to him for getting into the match. And honestly, if he wasn't in this match, I'm not even have I don't even have a clue where Daniel Bryan would be on this card because WWE creative and booking has been ridiculously horrible. Um, but this match in particular had some great, great spots. Edge's entrance gave me goosebumps because we saw how like he darted out of the curtain. He was jumping. He was excited. This is the first time that he's back in front of a live crowd at WrestleMania in, o- in over 10 years. I think it's 10 years in a day. Uh, he retired on April 11, 2011. He was forced to retire on Monday Night Raw the night before, uh, April 10th, which would be one year and one day. He uh, defended the World Heavyweight Championship successfully against Alberto Del Rio in his last match ever at WrestleMania. Um, so a huge, huge full circle story there. Him making his entrance to WrestleMania in front of a crowd. He was at WrestleMania you know, 36 last year in, a, in the Performance Center with no crowd. Very, very different to have his full pyro and extra pyro, which he truthfully deserves. Um, just the whole moment, you know, 10 years in the making, it was just, it's really good to have Edge back. And it just, it hit, it hit tonight that he is back. Um, and unfortunately, he did not become the world heavyweight, uh, the world heavyweight. I always, I always put together the world heavyweight championship when I talk about Edge just because he, uh, really made that that title more special than it already was but unfortunately he did not become the universal champion tonight roman reigns did defend successfully his universal championship against edge and daniel bryan the ending of the match was the most jaw-dropping moment i believe of the entire weekend of wrestlemania it was dominant edge hit a concerto on daniel bryan he was out roman reigns hit a concerto on edge he was out he didn't just pin edge to retain his championship he didn't just pin daniel bryan to retain his championship he dragged the carcass of edge put him on top of daniel body daniel bryan's body and pinned them both one two three to the mat to retain his universal championship in the main event of wrestlemania i don't think i've ever seen a more dominant finish in any main event of WrestleMania ever. We saw a few years ago Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns getting demolished by uh, Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. Bloodied and losing that title was dominant. This was something different. The ending of that match, Jey Uso, Paul Heyman, raising the hand of Roman Reigns, being the Universal Champion with the pyro. This is the moment that will go down in this WrestleMania's history. It's the night that Roman Reigns was officially crowned the face of WWE. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you think. That is the fact. That is exactly what happened tonight. Those lays around the, the neck of uh, Jimmy U- Jay Uso and Paul Heyman were, in fact, that was a true life story coming to fruition. Roman Reigns is now the face of WWE. We've known this for quite some time, but this moment in time at WrestleMania, the dominant win, holding the championship. We've seen him have this moment before, 
closing out WrestleMania with Pyro in a championship, closing out WrestleMania with a Pyro, maybe not a championship, but beating, uh, putting a knock on The Undertaker's undefeated streak. Roman Reigns has had many, many, many great WrestleMania moments, but nothing compares to what we saw tonight. It was a different feel. It was a different vibe. This was had a whole different meaning behind it. Roman Reigns is now your face of WWE. No ifs, no ands, no buts about it. You don't have to like is In the words of Batista, you don't have to like it, but you have to deal with it. Roman Reigns is still your universal champion, pinning both Daniel Bryan and Edge at the same time. The most dominant performance I've ever seen in a WrestleMania main event in my entire lifetime. Night one, destroyed night two. Great matches both nights. Tonight, night, night number two, great matches. Every match was great. Some of the finishes threw me off. That's what, that's what did it. The first match of the night should have been something to pop the crowd. And it did. It, it, it originally did with the return of the Fiend and all this stuff. It was the ending, the finish of that match. It just it killed the crowd. It killed the crowd. I was talking to fr- the friends who were actually live at WrestleMania tonight. They told me, they texted me. I can show you text on my phone right now. That night number one had higher energy. It was a better uh, vibe. There was a different aura about it now last night at wrestlemania night number one horrible weather tonight as the show started we got the the official wrestlemania pyro to open the show that we didn't get last night we had uh there was a nice sunset in tampa bay tonight it wasn't you know crappy weather like they had yesterday but the vibe of the first match randy or inverse the fiend the finish to that match man it killed the crowd it killed the crowd i knew it killed me i was just stunned i was like what happened? The crowd went silent. It was not a moment of the Undertaker's streak ending, that kind of silence. It was an awkward silence. It was like, what just happened? It was confusion. And that's something that you don't ever want to have on a wrestling show. But more importantly, not on a WrestleMania card. But even more importantly, not on the opening match of WrestleMania. Uh, way different show than what we got last night. A lot of people even saying on Twitter that night number one, I think it was uh, Ritter from... Uh, Smacking a Raw podcast even tweeted to me earlier and said, Night number one was the real WrestleMania, or something along the lines. Night number one was WrestleMania. I don't know what the hell tonight is. A lot of fans not feeling the same way. And of course, they have to open up WrestleMania night one with a, with a huge, great show. The back in front of fans, all this great stuff is happening. 25,000 members of the WWE Universe tonight. Something was dropped. I'm not sure what. I'm not sure where. Or I know where. It was the it was the opening match. Killed the crowd. But uh, I don't know. For me, the match, my favorite match of the entire weekend of WrestleMania, um, I have a couple, honestly. Night number two, uh, I have to say, is either, let's see. Night number one definitely was Cesaro versus uh, Seth Rollins. That was my favorite match of night one. The main event between Sasha Banks and uh, Bianca Belair was a killer main event. That was the best. That was the best main event out of the two main events. Honestly, that was Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship was better than Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan versus Edge. I don't care. I, it's my opinion. I, I, you don't have to like it. This is this is my show. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about here. I'm trying to be as honest as possible with you. That match last night was better than tonight's main event. 
My favorite match of night one was Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Uh, my favorite match of night two, I have to say, was uh, the main event of the evening, Roman Reigns versus Dana Bryan versus Edge. Overall, my favorite match of the entire WrestleMania weekend, I have to say, was uh, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. It was a pure wrestling match. It was storytelling at its finest. It was decent length. It was back-and-forth action. It was a great emotional finish. It was a moment for Cesaro. It was a re uh, uh, rebirth of Seth Rollins uh, with a new entrance and hitting you know, the 360 corkscrew pin. Different things were just brought out in that match. That, ma that match was the full package for me why Seth Rollins and Cesaro put on my favorite match of the entire weekend of WrestleMania. Now this week, you can see under the, the bags on my eyes, it's been a very, very, uh, hard, uh, I guess, long week. Um, I put out a, uh, a, I put out something, a bunch of content every day this week. It, WrestleMania week is the biggest week of wrestling in the entire year. Um, and I want to do some big, big things. So on Monday, I put out a, uh, a video of my top five WrestleMania matches of all time. I put, you know, I talked detail into every match, uh, so forth. On Tuesday, I released a World Heavyweight Championship, the 03 edition, a belt review, how I had it signed by Chris Benoit, and I met him in 2004 before he became the world champion, and a whole great story behind that. Full belt review, replica belt review. On Wednesday, um, I did... Uh, a prediction and preview show, and a full review for night number one of NXT TakeOver Stand Deliver. Same thing for night number two on Thursday. So that was four streams in two days, plus two full YouTube videos prior to that. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, same exact thing. Prediction and preview show, full review and results show for each show. Almost 10 streams this week, plus YouTube videos, plus the extra stuff I put out of uh, the the stage set and all the different stuff on YouTube that I've been posting and the TikTok account. Um, I'm tired. <laughs> it's been a long week, almost 10 streams this week, but it is the biggest week of the year, so I have to do it in a big, big way. Uh, my throat, if you can hear, my throat is kind of hoarse. My throat is sore from talking so much this week. Uh, like I said, 10 streams, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, overall, WrestleMania was very, very good. Very, very great. It was very fulfilling in a sense because we've something that we missed for a long time, I think, as wrestling fans. You know, if you're a football fan, you look to the Super Bowl as the biggest thing of the year. If you're a fan of, you know, if you're uh, a basketball fan, you look for the NBA Finals as that time of year where uh, you, you take out the war paint and you get your, your, your favorite you know guy's shirt or girl's shirt on and you go all out and for us wrestling fans it's wrestlemania week and we had so much available to us this week with takeover with the hall of fame with wrestlemania every event being two days in itself very tiring very angst week uh and it's officially over we start a new season tomorrow night monday night raw the monday after wrestlemania i'm there's so many things that could happen because of what happened at wrestlemania uh, Drew McIntyre losing to Bobby Lashley who is the new number one contender who will step up to be the next contender for the WWE Championship new announced teams coming to both Monday Monday Night Raw and Friday Night Smackdown Samoa Joe is not included on that list will Samoa Joe 
return to the ring and step up. Maybe he's the one who faces Bobby Lashley. Maybe he's the one who gets a big pop tomorrow with a huge return. A lot of people saying Brock Lesnar may be coming back. Uh, a lot of different stuff. Where's Bailey going to be in all of this? Where's Charlotte Flair? Where's Jeff Hardy been? This is re- like, this is so many people that are their whereabouts are unknown to the WWE fans right now. This next upcoming week is going to be a very very uh, important week. It's going to set the the sail, sort of say. It's going to set the direction for the next year going into WrestleMania 38, which will be in Dallas, Texas. And by God, I'm telling you right now, and I hope someone clips this this video and and puts it somewhere. I will be at WrestleMania 38. I'm from Florida. I should have been there this year. I didn't know for sure with the COVID guidelines. I just wanted to take extra precaution. I didn't book anything. I should have been there. Next year, I'm not making the same mistake twice. Or actually, it's been many, many more mistakes than that. There's a lot of WrestleMania that I should have gone to. I'm going to be at WrestleMania 38. Clip it, pin it, whatever you got to do. WrestleMania 38, the Angle Podcast, Joey Carney will be there in person. Um, Yeah, on Tuesday, I will be releasing an interview with a huge guest I've been promoting the entire week. Uh, the entire week of these streams. Heath Slater will be a guest on the Angle Podcast on Tuesday, April 13th in a tell-all interview. He talks about being released from WWE during the COVID pandemic, Uh, being asked to come back to help put over Drew McIntyre. We all saw that promo when he came back um, last year to Raw and did a quick match with Drew. He talks about being offered a contract to come back to WWE denying that contract and drew mcintyre basically calling him to to beg him basically and i'm not going to tell you the full story you have to check out the interview there's a lot of juicy great stories in that interview all available to you on tuesday april 13th he talks about 3mb he talks about signing with impact wrestling and all his recent injury that's actually worse than what he was originally told without a a timetable for a return so there's a lot of stuff you need to check out with this heat slater interview um, on Tuesday, it will be available on all uh, streaming platforms, all podcast platforms, and here on YouTube. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe down below. Subscribe to the channel. We're at over 360 subscribers right now. We need to get to that 400 and then be on that road to 1,000 subscribers. Uh, this stuff doesn't happen without you. I could be here talking to myself all the time, but without your support, without your engagement, this goes nowhere. So please subscribe, like, and comment down below your favorite match of WrestleMania 37, either night or whatever night you want to talk about. Um, if you're in the chat, I appreciate you engaging with these streams the whole week. I know it's been a lot of content. I've been in your face the entire week. Um, but that was the point. WrestleMania is the biggest week. I got to do some big things. Uh, a lot of people saying the Angle Podcast is the hardest working podcast that there is right now. And I feel very confident that that is the truth trying to do some phenomenal things, not only for the channel, not only for the podcast, but to create content that I would like to see as a wrestling fan. So that's why I do what I do. Nearly 10 streams this week, reviews, interviews, all the nine yards, trying to do as much as I possibly can in the best quality that I can uh, to give you the best content you know that I possibly can. I want to thank you for checking out and watching um this full review and results show for WrestleMania 37 night number two. But I also want to thank you for, for engaging, like I said, the whole week. Whether it was the the uh, the top five WrestleMania moment video from Monday or 
the the World Heavyweight Championship uh, replica belt review from Tuesday or the streams for the four streams for NXT Takeover or the four streams for WrestleMania. Um, just thank you for 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 being there and and you know engaging and, and liking and sharing and commenting and tweeting and doing all that fun stuff. Uh, to just to support and and you know help this channel grow. There's a huge increase of of engagement and subscriber counts this week, so I really do appreciate the support. Um, this is going to be the last live stream for a little while until the next pay-per-view. I'm not really sure what the next pay-per-view is. Um, but like I said, it's been fun. This has been a, a crazy week. I'm tired as all hell. I'm going to get a good night's sleep tonight. Tuesday, you will see the Heath Slater interview. And then I will be off to Florida for a much-needed vacation for a little while uh, to recoup and rejuvenate myself because this stuff doesn't happen if I am feeling like crap and I'm beaten down. So going to go take a short trip to Florida, go hang out on a beach, socially distance, um, and just come up with some great ideas and, and relax and enjoy uh, the ending to a great WrestleMania season, but also the great uh, pandemic era, you could say, because having fans back the first time in a year, one month, in two days, 25,000 fans at WrestleMania. Crazy, crazy stuff. Like I said, thank you for checking out this live stream full review and results show for night two of WrestleMania. But also thank you for being an Angle Podcast fan. Thank you for tuning in every night uh, this week, sometimes two times a day for all these streams, for all the videos. It's been a pleasure uh, doing all of it, and I am excited to see what comes next. WrestleMania 37 is in the books, and once again... I always end the stream this way. What a freaking time it is to be a pro wrestling fan. Thank you very much for all the support, and I will see you when I see you. I stay loose, I stay tight. I stay loose, I stay tight. I stay loose, I stay tight. I could do this all night, cause I do what I like. Yeah, I do what I like. Yeah, I do what I like. Sipping goose, sip is right. And I go with the flow. Yeah, I go with the flow. Yeah, I go with the flow. Cause I know I'm the show. In the zone, here I go. In the zone, here I go. In the zone, here I go. Yeah, they